Mr. Caroline. <laughs> oh my God! Please, Mr. Caroline is my mother. Call me. <laughs> call me young boy. Oh, Esther, I am. I am so excited today. I'm like. I'm I know, shaky, dude. I have a shaky voice. I know. I mean, we rarely have a return guest, but like sometimes it's just you got to do it. Sometimes the guest <laughs> is such a gloomy. They, they gotta be. They gotta be in that rotation. Sometimes a guest is so legendary, such an icon, such a unexpected beacon and source of wisdom on all things skincare and beauty. You gotta get him back. I just gotta say who it is. It's the one and only Karina Longworth. Woo! Oh my God, you guys! I'm I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you guys are back. Um, I love your like recharge theme song. I was oh. driving on the freeway yesterday, and I, like it came on, and I was just like rocking out on the freeway, which is exactly what you want. So yes, yes, and I mean, if you're listening right now, you know who Karina is. But I need to hype her up for a second. Karina Please. is the one of a kind auteur, writer, podcast host, woman, tour de force behind. One of my favorite podcasts, you must remember this, which is uh, just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a look back into Hollywood's forgotten history. No, I don't. There's I don't wanna... nothing else like it, though. That's the thing about her podcast. Sorry, we know now we're talking about you like you're not here. Um, <laughs> there's nothing like Karina's podcast. It's like a, a historical, true fantasy like story I mean it's not fantasy but you just I, I there's nothing better for me than like drawing a bath mm. lighting a candle mm. and like pre- pretending I'm an old Hollywood star oh. and listening to you must remember this and I just want to shout out Karina's incredible book yes oh like, my god Seduction, Seduction yeah, okay. Sex, Lies, and Stardom, and Howard Uses Hollywood, which I don't think that had come out yet the last time we talked to you. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I can't remember because I was really sick when we recorded last time. I remember that. <laughs> so oh, I was yeah. like not, I was not in my sort of idealized form That's... on the last podcast. So that's another reason to do it again. Last yes. time you were here, if I recall, you were in what can only be described as a fugue state rifling through <laughs> like this get this bag of like free skincare that you got at uh the barney's outlet or something that and was so yeah, fun really close to death and you you <laughs> showed up and showed out for the gloomies though not even like a slight fever kept you from being a product junkie which i gotta say i love <laughs> and oh and before we forget we've got to shout out that you know, you must remember this is an amazing podcast. Like, jump in anywhere. There's like so many amazing episodes. Truly, every episode is better than the last. But you, Karina, you did a like a I don't want to say a spinoff or like a special a, a special edition series of episodes that were dare I say beauty themed. I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like our audience, if they don't already know about it, they got to know about it. It's called Make Me Over, and it's basically this side journey of you must remember this into some really interesting, amazing old Hollywood stories that are like loosely related to the beauty world or like health or weight loss. And they're all things that I had never heard of. Such a find when I discovered it, I was, I was angry at the universe that I didn't know about (laughs) it sooner. Like, and I, that rarely happens to me, but the Esther Williams episode, how she is the reason for waterproof makeup, like I need to know these things, okay? 
these, <laughs> these episodes are like, they're a requirement at this point. So thank you for making those for all of us. And if people haven't listened yet, they have to. Let's oh. leave Kare- poor Karina alone. Let's stop <laughs> fanning out. Harassing yes. her. We're harassing <laughs> She's her. not here. She's not here for this bullshit. She <laughs> want, we got to We got to get into it. There's so much. So much to talk about. Karina, how are you holding up? It's quarantine. It's a heat wave in Los Angeles. Like, it tell is. us where you're at. Like, just break it down for us. How are you? Yeah, what's up? Well, I, you know, I know that like some things are starting to open up and people are like getting outdoor pedicures or whatever, but I don't feel comfortable having anybody touch me right now. Um, And so I haven't had any kind of beauty service since like February. Mm. Um, And and then in the middle of, of, you know, about a month ago, I turned 40. And so, yeah, it's been an interesting journey of trying to figure out... um, it's almost a completely new philosophy of of beauty and skincare and aging. Um, you know, I think like in the past I had been somebody who was like, oh, yeah, I don't know about getting fillers. I don't know about getting injections. You know, I don't think there's long term mm-hmm. studies on the safety of this stuff. And now I'm just like I've decided to not do anything until there's a vaccine. But then when there's a vaccine, I just kind of want to do everything. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, because I'm just like sitting here in my house, like watching myself age (laughs) and um, and, you know, I just feel like I, you know, I really have this feeling just, you know, as a historian that we're going to have the roaring 20s again and people are just going to go wild and and there's going to be really decadent consumerism and blah, blah, blah. And I'm really excited to um, kind of test the limits of what I'm capable of in those realms. So. Yeah, and just like a uh, an orgy of consumerism, um, and I'm yes, really yes. excited about it. Um, you know, I as much as I you know uh, want to defund the police and and uh, bring sort of racial and social equality to all human beings, I also just you know really want to fill my face with garbage and and yes. um, like kind of enjoy. Probably brief, but enjoy like a flush of glamour when this is all over. Wow. I feel like you just gave me something to look forward to. Like, I want to join in on that party. Like, I want to <laughs> I want to dance in the streets with like the world's best fake eyelashes on and just feel hot. Oh, and, yeah. Like, that sounds so much fun. I want to. I want a cigarette holder after this. I want to <laughs> wear long gowns. I want to wear sparkly turbans. I mean, I this <gasps> is a up exclusive, but I pretty much decided I'm just going to get a nose job. Like I don't even care anymore. I'm at home. <gasps> like when this writer's room is done, like fuck it. I'm I'm sick of this shit. I'm like. But here's the twist. I'm performing the nose job. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, look. All you need is like a a, a can a can of Olipop and a, and a box of matches, and you you can make it happen. Karina, I so I'm so down with that. And if you need a fillers recommendation, um, my person don't ask Caroline. Don't ask mom. me because I have a very bad recommendation of a woman who an Armenian woman who came to my house with a rolly backpack. I, my mom found this through her weird like network of cheap Persian lady friends. And she, yeah, she gave me fillers in my house and I paid her in cash. So do not ask me for a recommendation because <laughs> I don't want to give you her. And she is bad. Uh, amazing. Uh, I, how are you? I'm curious. How are you feeling about turning 40? Are you feeling great and energized? Are you feeling down at all? Like it does seem like that's a pretty big monumental moment for and you're having it in this pandemic. Like, how is that? Yeah, you know, I had had a plan to have a big party and, um, you know, I was feeling really good about it because I I feel like I'm the kind of person who was made to be 40, 50, 60, 70. I wasn't really made to be a young person, but yes. um, it's definitely harder you know, when you can't really share things with people and you can't, I mean, as it is, it's hard for me as somebody who lives in Los Angeles and is so engaged with the film industry because Mm -hmm. the film industry is just like completely stopped showing what aging looks like. So Mm -hmm. I'm like the only 40 year old who looks 40, you know, in anywhere (laughs) near where I live. 
Um, <laughs> but I was okay with that. And I was, um, you know, I think I was kind of excited to own that. And now yeah. I'm just, you know, and I, I, you know, I feel fine about it, but I'm just so bored. I know. Well, that's how <laughs> I feel. Like I, I, for some reason, like clothing matters so much more to me in quarantine than it ever did before. Like clothing and I'm wearing like colored hair strips in my <laughs> hair. Like I just, it's like, I need that excitement, that like rush. I need a jolt of like, oh, I look good in the mirror. Like I know what you mean because before I, d- I just didn't care about clothes and now I'm like obsessed with them. It's weird. Well, now you're a, now you're a clothing manufacturer. That's true. That is true. I did jump into the industry <laughs> right in the deep end, starting a clothing line for some reason. Because um, I, I, I can't I can't just like things. I have to, like, completely make them my, my business. Sorry, Caroline, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, does, I'm, on, I'm in a Zoom writer's room, and I, I have to admit, like, you would think that I'd be looking at my coworkers or, you know, like, making <laughs> eye contact with people, but I'm making eye contact with a three inch by one inch square of my own face looking back at me. And I'm like in this feedback loop with myself. And I'm just like looking oh, at myself totally. and nodding at myself. What? I think that fi- like 50% of the reason why Zoom is so stressful is because you're constantly looking at yourself and pretending that you're not looking at yourself. And you're like trying to look at yourself and make sure you look okay in a way where nobody will really know that you're only looking at yourself. I wonder. I'm always wondering if people can tell that I'm just like <laughs> no, because they're looking lust, at themselves lustfully. Oh God, it's so dark. And and okay, I, do you have like a Zoom makeup approach? Like, I'm always so curious to hear what people's Zoom makeup routine is. Yeah, I so I've been doing what I call like no makeup makeup for Zoom, which is of course a lot. But I mean, it's basically I use the um, this was actually from my last Sephora trip before Sephora closed. I got the Ilia Beauty Tint stuff, um, which is, for me, it's the closest match to my actual skincare of any foundation oh or a skin tone of any foundation I've ever seen. And it is sort of just kind of translucent. And so it, it provides kind of full coverage, but it doesn't look like it's full coverage. And so that's been really valuable, but you do have to put powder on top of it if you're going to be on Zoom because otherwise your face just looks wet. Um, and so there's like a powder situation on top of that, and then I have to fill in my eyebrows, and I have to use mascara, which is something I wanted to talk to you guys about because I'm just having a really hard time finding a mascara that lasts all day and is like not underneath my eyes by a four o'clock Zoom. I I know what you mean. Like I, I I wonder if that's like just a thing of of it being so hot out because I'm having that same issue. I've noticed that my Glossier Lash Lick will will last me. It'll have sometimes there'll be a little flakes below, like at the end of the you know like afternoon. But I don't have the perfect answer for that. Like I kind of need that too, Caroline. What about you? I have thoughts, ladies. Oh, so, okay, good. <laughs> okay, For, first question, Karina. Are you using a waterproof mascara or are you avoiding those? Like, where do you stand on waterproof mascara? I'm fine with them. And I mean, I, you know, I used Maybelline Great Lash for a really long time, but it just oh, yeah. kind of stopped working for me. Like, it seems like the older I get, like maybe, maybe it's just that I'm using more powerful eye creams or something, but it just seems like I can't keep mascara on my eyelashes it's just always bleeding underneath and the best one that i've been using recently is from milk it's i forget which one it is but it's in the sort of turquoise tube the waterproof kush yeah even that doesn't last all day for me ah okay my recommendation for you is going to be the there's this cult classic mascara from the drugstore it's called essence lash princess it's oh the my God. False, false lash effect mascara, and they have a waterproof variety. This is like truly a cult favorite. People swear by it for short lashes, for like, let's say problem lashes. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that. People, it's like, it looks, it looks like chintzy almost. It has like such poor graphic design. <laughs> they sell it at CVS. 
But this mascara is great. It's $5. People absolutely love it. And then I also want to give a shout out to the mascara that's blowing up on TikTok. And it's one of my favorite mascaras. Yes. This is a TikTok makeup find. And it's the drugstore dupe for Glossier Lash Slick, in my opinion. It's L'Oreal Telescopic. And it comes in this like long silver. It looks it looks like um it looks like the kind of dildo they'd prescribe to an old Hollywood actress in a sanitarium for like having erotic erotic mania or something like that. It's like a long silver tube. And I tried to tie it into Karina's interests and it didn't go great. <laughs> but I tried. Yeah, I I tried. Like you can't say I didn't try. And it has like it has a very, um, like, you know how the Glossier Lash Slick brush has, it's not like a typical mascara brush. It's like very small and plastic and it really separates your lashes. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of, it has that kind of brush. So yeah, those are my two recs. I, I really do swear by this Essence Waterproof Lash Princess. I think you should check it out, Karina. And it's only $6. So, you know. What do I have to lose? What do you have to lose? Except you do have to maybe set foot in a CVS and put your life on the line. But I'm sure you can find it online. I mean, well, hell, I'll send I, you a tube. I want to ask because you referenced your last trip to Sephora before this all went down. And I feel like mm-hmm. we all kind of remember our, our last time at Sephora. <laughs> and I want I bet you relate to this. I want to ask. I find myself... The only thing I'm craving is walking into a Sephora store. Like, I I miss that so much. And I'm curious if you relate. Well, it just limits what I can buy so much because I just I've had the experience too many times of buying something online and just the shade is so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know if that's ever going to come back of going to Sephora and just like taking the testers and touching mm. everything. I mean, it's going to be a long time. Oh, God, you're giving me flashbacks and like I'm having (laughs) horrible. It's too raw because Costco and Trader Joe's, which were my favorite, like that sample culture right there. Like the Costco samples. I would (sighs) when I walked into a Trader Joe's, I would just go straight to the sample counter. Those days are (laughs) those days are over. Oh, my God. Like if you take a sample from the. Trader Joe's sample counter, it doesn't count on whatever diet you're on. Oh, that's like, you know, it's perfect. It's It's like free. No, it's like pork focaccia is not something I would ever normally eat. But when a (laughs) when a when a hot quasi hot 30 something like scruffed Trader Joe's employees handing it to me, I'm like, I love pork goat cheese focaccia, please. Like, yes, sir. Well, I know, like, last night, me and Dave were like, it's so hot, let's go get a Slurpee. And then we were like, what is that even like in COVID? And we just kind of chickened out because, like, in my day, you know, when I get a Slurpee, I'm, like, I'm sipping, like, half a cup down before I even get to the counter. Like, it's just... Oh, my God. I would put Slurpee samples in my dirty hands and lick it (laughs) as a sample. I'm, like... Almost sure I've done that before. I would just put some Slurpee in my palm and throw it back really quick. (laughs) Or like going to one of the frozen yogurt places where they change the flavors all the time. And so you taste like all 25 flavors before you actually make a cup of anything. Oh, my God. I would would reuse my sample cup at Yogurtland. And those are free. (laughs) Let her do it. It was a free, like, you can get another one, but I would just, like, put it in the same cup over and over until, like, that waxy paper was, like, disintegrating. Ugh, I'm a monster. So sorry, Well, no, that's good for the environment, right? It's, it's like, it's climate-friendly to only use one cup. I'm an activist, first and foremost. (laughs) Thank you so much for your service. Let's go. Can we all just talk about our last, or should we, like, talk about either, like, our dream trip to Sephora and, like, what what gondola we'd go to first if we went to a Sephora right now? (laughs) Yes. I first want to bring up. Okay, sorry. (laughs) No, I want to do that. This is related. Karina, do you know about the cosmetics line, Besame Cosmetics? Yeah, somebody gave me a gift set for Christmas once. 
Oh, what it? I, I knew it. I knew someone had to already be on this with you. It's so cool. If, if people don't know Bessemer Cosmetics, they make lipsticks. They recreate a lipstick that was a real lipstick from a year. So they have like a 1945 lipstick that was it's based on a real lipstick from that year. And I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts? How, what are your feelings on it? So the things that they sent me, it was it was one of those lipsticks. It might have been 45. It was like a real sort of solid red. It was very dark and very mm. matte. And I didn't love it. I didn't love the mm. shade or the formulation. Um, okay. There was also like a, a lavender colored setting powder, mm. which was good. But I it's like I had a setting powder that I already liked. And then the third thing was, and this is cool, but it's just not that practical. It's like the old school cake mascara where you have to wet it. And then you use the separate wand. Yeah. Oh. How is that? Did, does that work? It does. I actually, when I was in plays, when I was like a preteen, we used mascara like that then. I'm not really sure why. Um, but so I, <laughs> I ha- like had that experience with it. We also used cake eyeliner, which is, what? you know, yeah, it's, I actually kind of like cake eyeliner because you can get like the exact right size brush. You, mm. And so it's, but you know, I mean, it's. It's whatever. It's all this is way too time consuming for an actual person in the world. Mm. Okay. I'm, That's I just have to say. Lavender. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to share this with you guys. I'm currently freaking out. I'm on the Best May Cosmetics Instagram. Do you guys know that their big collection right now is the I Love Lucy collection? Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Add to cart. Add to cart the club, the bob, the Babaloo palette. I I'm freaking. Okay, oh, no. Let's go back to this lavender powder. Sorry to discuss. La- yeah, lavender. Sorry, but lavender setting powder. Why is that like? Why do I feel like I need that in my hands right now? That sounds amazing. Well, let but me I get clarify. that it is a gimmick. Yeah, mm. it's not. Doesn't like smell like lavender. I don't think it's made out of the herb lavender. It's just lavender colored. What did that do for you? Like, did you did it show up? No, it just it kind of um, well, you know, I mean, you know how you can get like a green powder and it neutralizes red like lavender is supposed mm-hmm. to neutralize some other color. But I forget what um, maybe like like mm. under eyes. Maybe it's supposed to be for like brownness on your under eyes. But I think that the recommendation on this was to use it all over your face, um, you know, just like to set your makeup. But and it's fine. I mean, it works. But I, I, I think I talked about this the last time I was on the show. This is like one of those things that I buy over and over again, which is like the Givenchy um, Prism powder, where it's like different shades, and then you blend it together yes. with your brush. That's. I mean, that's I just like my all-time setting powder. This. So, yeah. That stuff is like the height of luxury. It's so finely milled, and it smells so old lady chic and there's even like the tiniest (laughs) tiniest sparkles in it i love that yeah givenchy powder oh you were the person who told me that that's an all over powder i thought it was a blush Mm -hmm. you changed my life no she karina you know all the best stuff you keep telling (laughs) that stuff (laughs) i buy so many things that i hear about on your podcast so you know, it oh, just so happens there's a couple better. of things that I discovered <laughs> before glowing up came into my life. Oh, <laughs> you guys, I just, I can't stop thinking about the gondolas at Sephora. I'm like still on it. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Can I just say which gondolas I miss the most? You guys don't even have to play this game. I, I just <laughs> want to do it for myself. If you don't want, I really miss the Charlotte Tilbury gondola. That was such a fun mm. gondola. Oh. There's just, it's, there's so much going on. There's all these little pictures of hot women, like, I'm just like, yes, like I want that and that. I just really miss that gondola quite a bit. And you know what? I'll say it. I haven't bought a Benefit product in years, but I'll be damned if I didn't enjoy always taking a peek at what Benefit's up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to be a real Benefit girl when I was like 23, 24. Me too. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, although I did like, Girl, I used to go to their, I mean, um, their salon on 3rd Street to get my eyebrows done um, because it was just like the easiest place to make an appointment at. And I, so I kept going there until oh. pretty recently until like the last time I went when they were dyeing my eyebrows, they dropped yes. dye on my clothes. <laughs> Are you guys still there? 
Oh, we're here. Yes. We're just speechless <laughs> at that revelation. <laughs> I, if you haven't, if you haven't gotten your eyebrows slightly fucked up at a benefit counter, you haven't lived. That's what I say. <laughs> You're not a beauty junkie. <laughs> You're not a beauty junkie. If I remember get, going to the fucking benefit in Evanston, Illinois, Esther, you know what I mean? Ooh, ooh, oh, I got some weird, I got some weird stuff done there. And I would always walk out with like, I just, there are so many weird benefit products that I always just like laugh thinking about. Like, do you guys ever have that? Like, you know how uh, Kim Kardashian has body makeup now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember benefit had like a body makeup like silky it came in this like huge tin with this like big foam yeah. paddle no I, oh. I i bought that for myself as a treat for my 24th birthday oh, <gasps> oh. i'm dying and then there's this thing called dr feel good do you guys remember oh, yeah. that that was either oh, it yeah. wasn't a primer it was like the opposite of a primer right karina like you put it on top of your makeup to make it stay am i like making that up i must be making that up you could put it on top, but I would put it underneath because yes. it would like basically fill in your pores. And oh, then you'd okay. put like I'd use the the benefit sort of cream stick foundation on top of it. Oh. So it was a real like pancake makeup look, but your skin Ooh, would be yes. perfect. Oh, God. Get that Boing concealer or whatever. Oh, up I had that. <laughs> the, I like, got the- upselled. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know what I have to though give credit, though, is that. High Beam was my first ever highlighter. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was for and a I mean, lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not the greatest highlighter either. I also like uh, Benetint. That to me, like, that is my first, mm-hmm. that is the first product I remember. That like kicked started my love affair with makeup. Just Benetint. I love Benetit. The smell, I, I can, I can smell it right now. <laughs> ah! I'm sorry, guys, I'm really having a fucking moment. I definitely still have a box of dandelion <gasps> in my bathroom, <gasps> and I still use it. Like, I mean, I haven't used it in since March, but I definitely still use it sometimes. Oh my god, dandelion is a beautiful color. I mean. I, I think the benefit blushes like in that little perfect square box. It just I it does something for me. Oh, I the remember brushes my, that come with it are really good. I know oh, yeah. my first my first ever TV gig was a guest like or even a co-star on New Girl, and I remember they used Benefit blush on me, and it was just like this monumental, exciting moment for me. Like this is what a TV makeup artist used, and I went out and bought it, and it was just like Aww. the high, the high that I still chase to this day. <laughs> you guys remember the body shimmer called Kitten that came in a circular, like French little container and had a big poofy powder puff. Oh. <laughs> you guys i'm fully like if you She's can see me I'm, I'm literally writhing in agony just like <laughs> hearing all of these products She's <sighs> humping her chair i'm absolutely humping my chair without without a doubt oh i miss makeup but we have makeup so i don't know why i miss it <laughs> Yeah, well, so just much. that feel. I mean, because what I would say about what I missed from Sephora is just finding stuff that I didn't know existed. And I mean, that, there's a sort of thrill to that mm-hmm. that I just don't think mm-hmm. I get from online shopping. No, I know. I agree. There's oh. like a, a bigger high to like it's you get more of that hunter gatherer instinct fulfilled when you find it and hold it in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I'm. Uh, in the line to check out and I'm like mm. inexplicably grabbing like Josie Moran minis. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like I should definitely grab this mini Huda beauty palette. Like why not? Like throw it in the bag. Oh, and then I, and then I see, Oh, oh last thing. And then I see 5,000 points come up on the screen and oh the woman's God. like, the woman's like, okay, like, tell me you want to use some of these points. And I just look her in the eyes and with so much self-satisfaction, I go, no, I'm saving them. (laughs) She's like, are you sure you don't want this like tiny sample of like a Dior foundation that you will never use? I'm like, no, bitch, I don't. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Thanks for thanks for letting me go on that journey, guys. I'm I'm coming back no, down. Thank, I'm coming. Thank down. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so should we talk about like skincare? Dare I say? I mean, uh... <laughs> well, I'm actually really curious to hear from Karina any memorable products in your life right now. I'm curious to hear if there's any that you learned about on our show that you're loving, or just in general, <laughs> like what do you what do you have? What are you loving in skincare? What are you feeling? I actually, I, the most recent thing that I bought was the Tower 23. Is that what it's called? Um, I got the spray oh, yeah. that Tower she was talking about. 28. She, yes. the, when, on your show, she was talking about the spray that she said cured her eczema. Yes. Um, I've been yeah. having really bad eczema on my hands, um, which I usually wow. get when I'm super stressed or when the weather changes. And so right now during this heat wave, it's just been kind of terrible. I actually had to stop wearing my wedding ring because it was like all around that area. Um, and so I've been oh. trying out the spray and it seems like it's getting better over the past couple of days. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know we love th- her products are so good. Okay. What else? Oh, oh I want to know. Oh. Karina, what sunscreen do you use? Okay, so I, um, for body, I, there's, uh, you know the French brand NUX? Is that how you say it? And you, I love NUX. NUX <gasps> is my favorite French brands. I have so, oh my gosh. Me too. Me too. Me too. This is me and Karina's <laughs> thing, Esther. Get your own. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they do this one where it's like a spray oil and it's, it. you can get it in 30 SPF and 50 SPF, but you can't get it here. And so what I would do is every time I'd go to an airport, I'd yes. go to duty free and I'd buy like five bottles of it. And so I'm, I have, I still have one bottle left, but it's like I know I'm going to run out before I can get to a duty-free. And so I've been trying this the Super Goop oil, which is also good, but it's like it doesn't spread as well. I was going to ask if you've tried that. Oh, <laughs> I am obsessed with NUX. Karina, the, the, the scents of NUX are the most expensive scents. Mm. There is nothing like the smell of NUX. Last time I went to France, I bought a product by NUX that like... I wish I bought 10 bottles of it. It's an after sun lotion. Mm-hmm. It's called a refreshing after sun lotion and it prolongs tanning and helps repair and soothe skin. And it's full of, it says with sun and water flowers. I don't know what that means, but oh, I'm smelling it right now. It smells so good. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I cut you off. I didn't even get to hear your face sunscreen. I got so excited about the nuts. No, I totally understand. I'm very excited about it, too. And I have a British passport, and we're, like, starting to talk about maybe just moving to England. Um, <gasps> so, oh like, God. maybe I'll be able to get some nuts. But <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we'll don't, don't play around, because next thing you know, you're going to be roped into an international nook syndicate. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're going to be – I'm going to be giving you my DHL number and uh, – uh, just kidding. I would never. I would never abuse you. I would never do that to you. <laughs> we'll talk off are pod you, about about smuggling. You, yeah. Are you really considering leaving? Like, how real is that? It's pretty real. Um, we are. Uh, you know, I think we were talking about it more theoretically, and then we found out that some other friends of ours, where one member of the couple is British and the other one mm-hmm. is American, like have already gotten a place to live, and they're going to go in wow. October. <gasps> Um, so yeah, I mean, at, at first it was a, a coronavirus thing and then they started opening up film production in England. Wow. So it's, um, you know, things are just kind oh. of getting back to normal there. And then also we're just terrified of the election. And, oh, yeah. um, I feel like as a couple where I have a British passport and my husband doesn't, there might be a situation where he's not able to get out of North America after the election, oh. depending on how things go. So... Ugh. Whoa. Karina, I'm so impressed for a girl from the Valley to low-key drop that she has a British passport. I'm like, honey, <laughs> what the hell? What? You did something right. Well, you're you know, hero. I have this I'm... sort of cultural schizophrenia where it's like, I am a Jewish Valley girl, but I'm also half British and I have the passport to prove it. So, um, uh-huh. you know, I can shapeshift. <laughs> Amazing. 
you're my hero in so many (laughs) ways. So many many ways. Oh. But anyway, on my face, I mostly use like basically almost everything I use on my face has sunscreen in it. But um, I use the uh, the Paracone MD vitamin C moisturizer that has 30 SPF. And then on top of that, almost every like foundation product I use has 30 to 50 SPF. And then if I'm just going out for like a hike or something, I use the like thing that I heard about from you guys, which is the Ulta MD. Mm, we love it we love it oh we love to see it our fair-skinned half british half encino (laughs) or sorry half studio city half studio city am i wrong i don't remember studio city yeah but my my jewish grandfather's house was like on sort of on the border between van nuys and encino so you were close Mm, okay okay (laughs) that's good oh karina oh how we freaking love you Okay, I also, I, I, did, I know we moved on from Nooks, but I have to just say, Karina, my favorite lip balm of all time, and I use it every single night without fail, and it keeps my lips in such a good place, is the Nooks Rev de Meal. It's their honey lip balm. It comes in this little mm-hmm. pot, and I use it every single night. It's my... That's the best. It's so luxurious. It, it almost like adds a layer of lip to your lips. It's so good. Double lip. Is it is it Rev <laughs> like the word for dream? So it's like honey dream? It's R-E-V-E Ooh. with a little um, like accente thing uh, yeah, over I think the that, E. I, I, I get confused, but it either means dream or it means to wake up. So it's you're basically waking mm. up in honey. Yeah, that's and that's what we call good marketing. Wow. That's why we have people like Karina on the podcast. Okay. It's not all just snacks and garbage here at Glowing Up. It's culture. It's international crime syndicates. It's Frank, it's Franco Francophile discussions. Okay. We are doing it big. Oh wow. This is that's amazing. Oh, Karina. Blessed. Okay. I I don't want to get ahead of myself. Esther, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think so. So, okay, Karina, we told you a little bit about this, but we do this segment. (laughs) We do this segment on Glowing Up. It's new called Sad Women of History, Mm -hmm. where we, you know, take a moment to really shine a light on women, particularly, uh, let's see, how do I put this? Whether they be disturbed, deranged, or didn't have a fair shot at life, you know, sad can mean so many things. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But, uh, you know, we've covered, we've covered murderers. We've covered cheats and scammers. You know, we've covered famous, uh, famous mistresses. You know, you get the picture. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, you are the queen of old Hollywood. So it only makes sense that we do this segment with you if you're okay with it. Of course. And then, and at the end of the segment, we like to talk about what, is this someone that we think we would have been friends with? How would they fit into our friend circle? Just kind of like think about our, what our relationship to them would be in real life. See how we can make it about us at the end of the day. Yes, 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 yes. Great. So Esther and I thought it might be fun to do someone who's like quasi beauty themed and we uh, we're thinking we could talk about Miss Rita Hayworth. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean, look, I've listened to, you know, you must remember this, like the episode you did on Rita Hayworth. And I, I there's so much there. I, I, when I think Rita Hayworth, I always think of her electrolysis. And mm-hmm. the fact that she had to undergo that she had to undergo really painful and heritage. It was basically like she had to get her hairline lifted because people thought she looked too ethnic or it, you know, brought out her more exotic. It was an exotic hairline, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, so she was, she was half Spanish and um, half German American. And um, her, her real name before her name was changed by Hollywood was Margarita Cancino. And her father was, had been a Spanish dancer and a, a dance instructor. And when she was 12 years old, he made her his partner. And so 
like her parents were complicit and lying about her age so she could dance in nightclubs. And it was this whole sort of like very creepy thing where her dad was like sneaking into her bed at night, you know, very bad stuff. And so to get away from that, she married some creep when she was 18 who was like, I'm going to make you a star, baby. But first, we got to fix your hair. So, yeah, she it took her two years to change her hairline from having sort of like a she had this dark, thick um, hair with sort of a a dip, like the hairline dipped into her forehead. And so they did electrolysis to push Mm. it all back. And then they did like relaxing treatments and they changed her color um, from like first to auburn and then ultimately to like strawberry blonde. And so, you know. Every, all of this stuff was done. It was this long, painful process, and everybody around her was saying, there's no way that you'll ever succeed in this industry as who you are. You have to change everything about you. And I think a lot of <gasps> stars have gone through that and still kind of go through that. But with her, it was this thing where it was also tied to the perception of ethnicity. You know, And it's what's ironic is that you knew that it was all of this stuff that they were doing to her was successful when a studio cast her as a Spanish dancer because um, in like a main role as a Spanish dancer opposite a white actor because the censorship board at the time had these rules where you couldn't depict what they called miscegenation. You couldn't depict like an actual quote-unquote ethnic person in a relationship with a white person. So if you're going to have that as part of the story, you had to cast a white person as the Mexican or the black person or whatever. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So she successfully was able to completely hide her heritage Mm -hmm. by the time that she was like in the spotlight. I mean, I'm looking at pictures of her before, and she's so she's beautiful always. But her hairline before, I mean, it really is such a marked difference. I don't know if I'd ever seen a picture of it, but it's she's so beautiful, and she really does like look. You can see the, you can see her more exotic side. It's just it's so sad, and it looks like it was sounds like it was really painful what she had to go through. Yeah, it was, um, and you know, I mean, I think that. She ended up as this beauty icon. You know, certainly she was one of the the top pinups of the World War II era. And that, you know, that whole pinup of her is part of the story of the Shawshank Redemption. So it's she's almost has these reverberations oh, through yeah. time. But and, you know, like I watched one of her movies with Fred Astaire recently. And her she, as a dancer, she's so underrated. She's such an incredible dancer. And she just, you know, she just has like this perfect dancer's body. And she, like very few people have ever Ugh. looked as good as she looks in those movies. But when you think about the cost of it, like the personal cost and how she had to, you know, really become a different person. It's definitely a sad moment in history. Wow. I feel like it is, it's always so strange to me, like, but the recurring theme of how much people change about themselves to succeed in old Hollywood. Like, it almost makes me think, like, was anyone able to just kind of walk in and be themselves and make it work? Or like, did everyone like have to get their jaw fixed or like pretend they're different ethnicity? Like, it just feels so recurring. Yeah, I think that I'm sure there probably is an example of somebody who didn't have to do anything. But on some level, I think that the studio system liked to find people where there was something they could fix because then it it was a sort of an easy path to taking total control over them and making them feel insecure and making them feel like they wouldn't be able to do it without the studio's help. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh, and you just know, I mean, this is an obvious thing to say, and I've now said it three times, I think, but I can't get over like how painful surgery and like beauty modification stuff must have been back then. Like I think about Marilyn, a million other people getting their like nose jobs in the 1950s and like a chill goes through my body. Like, were they awake? Like, I don't even know. Oh, it's not right. It's just, it's sad. Also, like, I mean, Marilyn Monroe is, you know, she had like a chin implant. Yes, that's right. I mean, that's pretty serious plastic surgery. A chin implant? Like, a chin implant? They were (laughs) doing that stuff back then? That's crazy Uh, town. Yeah. That's crazy town 
this is my favorite band. Okay, wait, I, <laughs> I just found this and I don't know if it's true, but it feels like on a lighter note, interesting to bring up that Rita Hayworth's hair care routine and Karina, like, you can feel free to be like, bitch, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's true. But apparently to keep her hair soft and smooth, she, like her sad hair that she had to completely change to fit into the studio system, she applied olive oil to the ends of her hair. Nice. And then she wrapped it up in a towel, let it sit. And then she rinsed her hair with hot water and lemon juice to get rid of the oil. Look, I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just saying it's nice to think about. It's a lighter note. She put oil in her hair. It's a happy ending. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but it doesn't sound that crazy. I feel like just a year ago or something, I read like basically, uh, what's her name, Blake Lively, like doing the same thing, but with coconut oil because coconut oil was trendy. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, we should all be like putting more oil in our hair. If I'm learning anything, not me. Blake Lively. Not me. No, not me either. Okay, <laughs> well, I need like dry shampoo. You guys, wait. Well, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I washed my hair. Wait, I washed my hair with dish soap last week, and it was the best, the best thing I've ever done. So just throwing that out there. Sorry, Caroline. That's what a, that, say? no, that's an old school thing. I remember reading Debbie Mazur's Into the Gloss interview, oh. and she was like, "My grandmother was the most beautiful woman of all time, and she washed her hair with palm olive." No way. Wow. I'm freaking right now. I'm like, I cannot pull that tab up fast enough. You guys, so I have like major oily scalp, like full of like buildup. Like my scalp is a nightmare. And I just got, and I feel like this is a gross, like not chic recommendation, but Neutrogena makes a shampoo called T-Sal and it has salicylic <laughs> acid in it. And my body, what? my face like loves salicylic acid. I love all acids, especially salicylic. And yes, apparently this shampoo is like a a cult favorite for gross scalped gals like me. And it just like helps like take down some of the buildup. And it, look, I'm just throwing it out there. It might be helpful for some nasty scalped gloomies listening. Look, it's a struggle. I, I don't know. I'm going to look into that because I yeah. mean, you know, not to bring it back to eczema, but like sometimes I get eczema on like the crown of my hair. And oh. um, there's there's like an Aveda spray that has that salicylic, salicylic, whatever it is uh-huh. in it that I use sometimes. But I have a feeling the Neutrogena stuff like w- could probably prevent it. Oh, yeah. That seems worth looking into. I also want to like lightly touch on. Are you guys familiar with the trend or like the the behemoth? I should really say that are co-washes. Have you guys like heard of these? Yeah, I, I don't think believe so. Them. Oh, good. Okay, that makes me feel better. Karina, I want to hear more about this. But the idea is, like, it has no soap or detergent in it. And, like, soap is actually, like, what's fucking up your hair? And what's fucking up your scalp? Because you, like, over-soap it. So this is, like, once you train your hair to not use soap, and it's this thing called a co-wash, like, all your problems will be gone. I fell for this once, and it did not go well. It just made my hair so greasy. It was, like, heavy, dripping. It was awful. I I seriously need to find, like, the dish soap equivalent of shampoo because I don't want to keep using dish soap, but I need <laughs> something that's going to work and just dry that hair out. I need to just dry it out because it's greasy the day after I wash it. It's I gross. I mean, just use dish soap. Like, make, like, Debbie Mazar's <laughs> grandma and, like, just get it together. Let's go. <sighs> you're right. When know. you're right, you're right. <laughs> On that note... Oh well, my gosh. Let's let's talk about let's go back to Rita Hayworth for a second. Like I I just want to say I think she would be such a good friend because she was down to do whatever it took to be a star. She like she was a go-getter. That's someone you want on your team. Look, maybe that also means she'd backstab you. I don't know, but I'd like to think I'd like to think she's a pretty would have been a pretty cool friend. Hmm. I'm gonna flip it around and say I want to be her friend. I want to be there for her. It sounds like she went through a lot. Mm. Like I don't care if she's a good friend or not. Like she needs she needs people in her life that are there for her. And if I could go back in time and do that, I would do it in a second. Yeah, I agree. I think that she was lonely and she might have had you know sort of a different life if there are more people around who are supporting her and giving her self-esteem who weren't men because it Mm. seems like that's, you know, 
she would go through these phases where she'd be in a romance and she would sort of put all her faith in a man to like rescue her from the things that were not good about her life. And then it wouldn't work out and it would be sort of an emotional disaster. Um, and I think that like that's sort of sort of more important because I I get the sense that she wasn't really that fun to hang out with. <laughs> um, you know, there's these stories about her when she was with Orson Welles and like. He kept he tried to build her up, build up her self-esteem and be like, you know, you're not just a sex symbol. You know, you're a good person. But then he would take her around, you know, with his friends and she felt very intellectually insecure and she would just sort of clam up. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that it the first step is to be a friend to her so that she can be a friend to you. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Hands together, you know, give her a big hug. Tell her everything's going to be okay and like maybe go to yogurt land with her. Just like (laughs) show her a good time. Lord knows she needs it. Oh, gosh, Rita. We this episode is dedicated to you. Karina, are there any other women in history that you think we should be staying aware of and look into like Jean Harlow comes to mind like just anyone who you feel like has a has a somewhat tragic story that you know we should be paying attention to I mean so many you know I mm-hmm. I unfortunately those seem to be the stories that I'm the most attracted to in Hollywood because there's just so much drama and and because yes. they usually kind of tell you about something more than just that one person they tell you about broken systems or you know corruption or whatever it is um so it's hard to like narrow it down I mean one thing that I I've been doing research about this actress lately Joan Bennett mm. and I don't want to tell you guys too much about her story because I'm hoping to tell it myself but she's somebody for whom like she was she was a blonde and her sister was older than her and was a super famous blonde starlet and then when Joan got in the industry it was like well you know she's fine but she's no Constance Bennett and then she met this guy who was a producer who she ended up marrying but um, that producer had made Hedy Lamarr a star and he basically was like, Joan Bennett, we're going to give you a makeover so you look just like Henny Lamar. And instead of it being sort of like perceived as copying Henny Lamar, it weirdly gave Joan Bennett her own identity. And so she then became like this femme fatale of film noir as a brunette with this sort of smoldering look. Wow. Wow. That's uh, I cannot wait for that episode. Have to throw forward if I've ever heard one. Wow. <laughs> I'm on board. Oh my god. Any other famous Hollywood chin implants off the top of your head? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, maybe I'll have to come back a third time like and it'll be just a pure chin implant day. I'll do some research. Oh gosh. I mean, hate to do, hate to make you do the labor, but I am curious. <laughs> I am curious. To put you out. Can't lie. I'm curious. God, chin implants. I mean, oh, that's something to something to think about. I mean, were there were women getting cheek implants back then? Just curious. Do we know? Like, what other weird ass surgeries were happening? You know, I think that there was. um, They were kind of doing experiments. Weirdly, Um, you know, a lot of these things weren't codified or as commercialized as they are now. Um, So it was just a question of, like, asking plastic surgeons to try to solve problems. I mean, that's, you know, if you guys listen to, like, that season, Make Me Over, the first episode was about this silent film actress who I had never heard of, um, who had had basically Hollywood's first well-publicized weight loss surgery. And what they did was they literally just sliced fat off of her legs. And it was just, (gasps) it turned, it was a disaster. It was like the recovery took forever and was super painful. And then basically the gossip columns went from calling her pudgy to calling her too skinny. Oh, that is not, yeah, that's bad. I, the episode, (laughs) I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but of like the weight loss, like health guru, Oh, Madam uh, Sylvia. Oh, that one was so good. <laughs> yeah. I was like ready to like sign my life over to Madam Sylvia. 
I know. Well, you know, that's, I mean, the stuff that Madame Sylvia was doing was basically lymphatic drainage massage, which like, I'm not going to lie. I went, I went and got, I had, I went to the Oscars this year for the first time and I got a lymphatic drainage massage the day before. And it's like, it was so painful. No. (laughs) It was so horrible. Oh my God. So it was like your whole body. They, they went, they went at your whole body. they used a theragun, like, but then then they put my legs in this like basically electric sleeping bag. It like it oh. goes up to your waist, and then it's all like your whole lower body, and it just like squeezes you. And then meanwhile, oh. they're like doing basically microcurrent on your face. Oh, and it's I like mean. I don't know. I don't know that I look that much better, you know, from that. I mean, it's probably the kind of thing where you have to do it once a week. And I was just like, let me get try to get a quick fix the day before having to, you know, go to this thing. Oh gosh! So jury's out. Jury's out on whether it worked. I'm sure. Yeah, you look I don't know. I mean, well, thank you, but it's like, yeah, I was just, you know, try, basically trying anything because I felt so insecure going to the Oscars. I did that once. I, I the day before or the morning of an event, I went to that like one of those sweat lodges where you like lie in a heated sleeping bag and they just like sweat you out. And it was the weirdest experience. But I will say, like I, I felt so glowy after it. Like your face, you just have that hot yoga glow. It was, it was pretty great. I mean, well, that's good to know. They say. <laughs> I mean, look, gua sha. Jade rollers, look, do I do it consistently? No. But they say that facial lymphatic drainage, like, hey, they say it works. So I hear. All I know is right now I'm adding a book to my cart called Hollywood Diet and Fitness, Vintage Secrets. <laughs> and okay. I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Karina, expect some expect some late night emails with blurry pictures <laughs> of pages. Um, just seeing some pages that look interesting, like Jean Harlow's Four Day Diet. Uh, ooh, I think yeah. I know that is, one. Isn't it just like, isn't it just basically like black coffee and cornbread? Oh, let's see. Um, oh, I'm trying to zoom in that here. That sounds so doable for me. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm really zooming in on this blurry Amazon screenshot, but I'm seeing the words two lamb chops, black coffee. Mm. Black coffee is coming up a lot. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Look, I'm yeah, gonna- all of all of the 1930s diets are basically like black coffee, two lamb chops, and a broiled tomato. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to read some quotes. I know we're running over, but now I'm getting a second wind. Here's one. <laughs> this is apparently a quote from Grace Kelly. Oatmeal keeps me from being too hungry until 11. It's nice. Who thought? Who would have thought I mean, that, that Grace Kelly sensible. like just got down? That's sensible. Yeah. I like that. That one's a good one. That- that one, it detracts into the modern day. That one's good. Still good. Oh, this one's good, Esther. I think you'll like this one. This one's from Betty Grayball. Dancing is the best way to keep your legs trim. It's kind of nice. Look, Interesting diet true. tip. There you go. Okay, look, I, I haven't bought the book yet. Okay, these are just the samples they're giving <laughs> me. They're obviously not going to give you the best stuff in the samples. Okay? But, uh. Whatever. I'll keep you guys updated. I'm going to learn a lot. Next time you see me, I'm going to have a chin implant. Just just happy for you. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Karina, <laughs> we love you so damn much. At home chin implant. I know. Thank you so much for taking the time. Just... <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having you know me. It. Yeah, Karina, thank, thank you. you for coming on. It's just like yeah. an honor, honestly. Thank you guys so much. I love your show, and I'm, it makes me so happy to listen to, and I'm so happy to talk to you again. Yay, we love your show, and thank you for taking the time to sit with us. And everyone, buy Karina's book, listen to Karina's podcast. If you know what's good for you, do those two things. <laughs> and go back and listen to her first episode on Glowing Up, because it was it was a fan favorite, that's for damn sure. That's that is for damn sure. Karina, is there anything else you want to like promote or tell us or like, you know, tell people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Karina Longworth. And then the podcast is You Must Remember This. And it's on iTunes and everywhere you get podcasts. And um, 
yeah, I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Karina Longworth, which helps me pay the people who help with the podcast even when we don't have new episodes and have no ads. Nice. Oh, Karina. Oh, Karina, I saw your tweet about going to Humphrey Yogurt, which is one of my uh-huh. all-time favorite L.A. yogurt places. Karina, I'm sure you know this, but you know who worked at Humphrey Yogurt when she was in high school, right? Meghan Markle. Bam! That's my girl. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Right. On that note, I'm <laughs> smiling from ear to ear. This has been a joy. Karina, we love you, and we will hopefully see you soon. I know. Yeah, Thank thanks. you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Podcast Network.